Welcome to the Power Podcast and this year's 2020 theme, Power Perspective. I'm your host, Malia Warner, here to share ideas to help you change your life by seeing things in a new way. This is episode 55, Creating Energy. Hi and welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The title today is Creating Energy and I want to assure you that yes, I know about the first law of thermodynamics that states energy can neither be created nor destroyed, but only changed. So you don't need to email me, but creating energy sounded like a much cooler title than changing energy or channeling energy. But no matter what it's called, the message is the same. Today we are discussing how to create energy in your life when you feel like you're running on empty. The topic of energy has been a big deal in my life. It has been my word of the year for a couple of different years. I had been diagnosed with Epstein-Barr, with Hashimoto's, and energy was a real struggle for me. Being able to get my body to move, being able to get through my day. And so I have studied and practiced and learned a lot over the years about energy. I used to believe that energy was either something that you had or that you didn't have it, that you didn't have control over it. Now, I don't know how I thought energy worked. Like maybe there were energy fairies that appeared in the night and either they delivered you a huge load of energy or they were stingy on their energy allotment and so the next day you were gonna be really dog tired. I don't know how I thought it worked. We do this. We think about energy this way. We speak of energy this way. We'll say, oh, today I just don't have any energy. I just don't have it today. Or, oh, today I have a ton of energy. Woohoo. We want to get energy from somewhere else. Thus the energy drinks, the Red Bull, the caffeine infusion. But often we don't connect the dots that we have control over our level of energy. And one year I saw a class offered and the title of the class was Creating Energy. And just that title, Creating Energy, was a huge aha for me, a massive perspective switch. I thought, really? You can create energy? You don't just have to deal with the amount that you're allotted? Does anyone listening feel constantly tired? I can so relate to that. And are you just ready to move beyond being tired? Then this is a really good episode for you. Today we're talking about feeling low energy, feeling high energy, and I'm going to give you seven tools you can use for creating energy. Awesome. Let's dive in. Before I get into the seven tools, I want to preface this whole podcast with this. We are not meant to be 100% visible, productive energy all the time. There is productive energy versus nurturing energy. And I'm going to illustrate this with a story. A few weeks ago, I had a gloomy weekend. Every once in a while, I have a day or a day or two when I feel like I have been hit by a Mack truck. It's not sick like the flu. It's not like I have a cough or a fever or a sore throat, the kind of symptoms that you would feel justified staying in bed for. With 
zero external physical symptoms. My body just does not work. My brain has a hard time formulating coherent sentences. I was in the middle of editing during all of this and trying to come up with basic words was extra challenging. Overall, it's just the feeling of being completely out of gas. My go button doesn't work. I can't even find my go button. The fuel tank is trying to run on empty. When this happens, the biggest challenge for me is mental. I'm feeling kind of down anyway, and I get so frustrated with myself that I'm not conquering mountains. I don't feel productive. Everything seems to take longer to do, and I struggle with feeling like worthless pond scum on the bottom of the world's deepest tar pit. In the past, when this would happen, I would be so hard on myself, delivering mental lashings and self-loathing and just fighting against this low energy. And then I learned something that was life-changing for me, and I want to share it because maybe it will be helpful for you too. I gained a new perspective, which is what this podcast is all about. And this was the perspective. If you think about trees, trees have leaves six months out of the year. The other six months, they are bare naked. Trees have periods of bloom and periods of dormancy. There are valuable lessons around us in nature. And what nature teaches us is that it isn't natural to produce fruit year round. God, nature, does not intend nor expect us to be constantly productive. Right now, the peach tree in my yard, the apple trees in my yard are bare. They have no leaves, they're bark and branches, and they look so small. They look really skeletal. Now, in a month or so, the trees will start putting out leaf buds and then growing leaves, and then they'll put out fruit buds, and then they'll put their energy into growing fruit. And come August, September, they will be heavy laden with delicious, plump, juicy, sweet fruit. And my trees will have an abundance of low-hanging fruit that we'll be able to pick and enjoy. But not right now. Not today. Today, my trees are dormant. Today, my trees are conserving energy. They are putting energy into their roots. They are nourishing and strengthening and getting ready for their time of bloom. This simple lesson from nature helps me to understand that I'm not meant to be on all the time. I require periods of dormancy, times when my body and brain slow down. These are periods when it's time for me to recharge, time to nourish my roots, time to plug in, time to conserve my energy and save up and prepare for my season of blooming. Now, having said all this, the message of today's episode is talking about ways to create energy, but I felt it was so important that as I go through these energy creating tools that we remember we're not supposed to fill super high productive energy every day of our lives. We are beings of nature and we have seasons of life. 
So we are meant for seasons of nurture and for seasons of productivity. There are times when our body is telling us we need to hold back, conserve energy and recharge. And on the flip side, we are not meant to be dormant year round either. We are meant to have seasons of bloom, seasons of productivity. So if we are feeling constantly low energy, it could be because we aren't creating energy. We aren't generating the energy that we need to fuel our lives. It may be that we are capable of higher voltage. And so when you're feeling low energy, here are seven energy creating tools. I'm just going to go through and list them quickly. And then I'm going to take one of them for today and go into more depth. The first one is accomplishment energy. Number two, body language energy. Number three, emotional energy. Number four, active play. Number five, celebration energy. Number six, food energy. And number seven, sleep. Okay, let's take the first one and explore it in a little bit more depth and then we'll briefly touch on the others. The first one is accomplishment energy. You can get energy by finishing something. There is energy that comes with accomplishing a task and it doesn't matter the size of the task. So if you have a day when you're feeling low energy and the big projects are just not going to be in the cards for that day, choose a small something that you can finish. And especially if it's something that you can bring from chaos to order, there is organization energy. It's creative energy. When God created the world, it was a bringing of chaos to order. So clean out your silverware drawer, empty it all out, Dimpow, all the forks, the spoons, the knives, all the twist ties that collect, the box tops you've been cutting for your elementary school friend that they don't do anymore, by the way, all digital now. Empty it all out, get everything out of there, dust it out with a dishcloth, wash out the silverware tray, put it all back in, take a mental picture, close the drawer, you have finished. And you've accomplished something. You have brought something from chaos to order, have finished it, and you just feel better. It's accomplishment energy. In May of 2014, Admiral William McRaven delivered the commencement address to the graduates of the University of Texas. And his talk was about changing the world, how you will change the world. Now, changing the world sounds like a pretty big elephant to eat in one bite. Something that would probably take massive amounts of energy. Admiral McRaven is a U.S. Navy SEAL, and he has been a Navy SEAL for 36 years. And what he shared with the graduates that day were lessons that he learned from basic SEAL training that had happened 36 years before for him. And I want to share some excerpts from his speech. He said that SEAL training is a constant state of pain and exhaustion and discomfort. The trainers are scouring to find anyone who has weak mental or physical fortitude. But Admiral McRaven says, 
SEAL training also seeks to find those students who can lead in an environment of constant stress, chaos, failure, and hardship. Now, I just want to interject here by saying, doesn't that describe motherhood? Constant stress, chaos, failure, and hardship. So moms with littles out there, just basically consider yourself a Navy SEAL in training. Admiral McRaven says, Every morning in basic SEAL training, my instructors, who were at the time all Vietnam veterans, would show up in my barracks room and the first thing they would inspect was your bed. If you did it right, the corners would be square, the covers pulled tight, the pillow centered just under the headboard, and the extra blanket folded neatly at the foot of the rack. That's Navy talk for bed. It was a simple task, mundane at best. But every morning we were required to make our bed to perfection. It seemed a little ridiculous at the time, particularly in light of the fact that we were aspiring to be real warriors, tough, battle-hardened seals. And I want to interject here that isn't that interesting that you could picture the army as a place where these warriors, these tough people are up and out of their barracks as fast as they could be in the morning. Who cares about making a bed or not? They have wars to fight. But that principle of making the bed was so important. Admiral McRaven continues, The wisdom of this simple act has been proven to me many times over. If you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day. It will give you a small sense of pride and it will encourage you to do another task and another and another By the end of the day, that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed. Making your bed will also reinforce the fact that little things in life matter. If you can't do the little things right, you will never do the big things right. And if by chance you have a miserable day, you will come home to a bed that is made, that you made, and a made bed gives you encouragement that tomorrow will be better. If you want to change the world, start off by making your bed. This speech from Admiral McRaven is available on YouTube, and if you haven't seen the clips of it, I will put the link in the show notes. It's a great watch and good to share with your children also. He goes on to talk about nine other lessons that he learned from basic SEAL training as well. But this principle that doing something little, it doesn't matter the size of the accomplishment, that the littlest things done give you accomplishment energy. And so when you're feeling really low energy, stick with small and simple and bring something to completion. The next level application of this is that when you do have a big project, or you're feeling overwhelmed just by life in general, the whole house is a mess, or everything needs to be cleaned, break big jobs down into the smallest size possible. And do one of those small size tasks and bring it to the point of completion. Completion doesn't mean that it has to be all the way done, but that you've brought it to some kind of finishing point. 
As you can imagine, I get a lot of opportunity to put this principle into practice in the process of writing a book. For me, the process of writing a book has been like filling a swimming pool with an eyedropper full of water one drop at a time, drop by drop by drop, and that most of the water evaporates before you can get the next drops in. And it feels like it's impossible, like it will never be done. But all you can do is drop by drop. And if you just keep doing one drop, one drop, one drop, one word at a time, one word at a time, one word at a time, those drops really do add up. And you put in a drop and celebrate. Put in a drop, celebrate. Every drop is an accomplishment. And that brings us to a second tool. We won't go into too much depth about the rest of these tools today. Celebration energy. There is energy that comes from celebrating, from giving yourself the pat on a back. We don't readily take the time to celebrate our successes. We make much bigger deals out of our failures and our shortcomings than we do out of our accomplishments. Celebrating a win, no matter what size, starts to snowball your energy in the right direction. Celebrate your own wins. Celebrate other people's wins. Any celebration, whether for yourself or for someone else, creates energy in your life. Moms with littles at home, here is a great tip for you. Have celebration parties. Have dance parties. If you need 30 to 45 minutes to yourself to get that laundry folded, to make a phone call, to schedule appointments, to get the bills paid, or just to read a book or get a lesson planned, whatever it is, tell your kids, okay, I need 45 minutes of uninterrupted computer time. What do you need from me? Ask right now. And then we're going to start the timer for 45 minutes. Then after you start the timer, if anybody interrupts you, you start the timer over. So when the whole 45 minutes, now don't do 45 minutes right off the bat with this, start with 10, (laughs) maybe start with five, maybe start with three, work them up to it. When the timer is done and it's been uninterrupted, you have a massive dance party, pull out the M&Ms or the healthy carrot sticks, whatever, and celebrate with the kids. And you're sharing You're celebrating your win together. You've gotten something done and they've helped you to get that done and you're celebrating a family win together. A couple of episodes ago, I shared on the podcast the story of how I was feeling really bad that my edits had taken longer. I felt like I had gotten them to my editor later than I had expected to. And my husband pulled out some sparkling cider and had a celebration and said, you have finished... 40,000 words of this edit and turned it into a celebration. And that celebration completely flipped around my paradigm, my perspective, and got my wheels going in the positive direction. And the next day, instead of feeling slouchy and sluggish and unable to approach the next round of editing, I was energized. And the difference had been the celebration energy. Okay, so we've talked about accomplishment energy and celebration energy. Number three here, we want to talk about body language energy. The way we hold our bodies gives us low energy or high energy. 
it has been scientifically proven that if you stand with slunched over shoulders and your chin down, you feel more depressed. You know that old saying, fake it till you make it? This is absolutely true with energy. If you're feeling a low energy day, square those shoulders, stand up straight, lift up your chin, put on a smile, and you do it physically first, and then your emotions will follow. Along with body language energy, I am going to lump in any kind of body movement. We talked about it last episode. If you missed episode 54, go back and listen to the episode about stretching. Stretching your body, moving your body creates energy, especially jumping. If you can jump on your bed, even if you just sit down on the edge of the bed and bounce up and down, I love my little trampoline to bounce up and down. That kinetic energy gets the energy flowing. So your body language and your body movement, you can create energy through moving your body. Now on the flip side, there is emotional energy. You can create energy by having energetic emotions. Feel excited, get excited, have an adrenaline rush. Music is fantastic for this. What do you jam to? If you're feeling really low and draggy and you want to feel good, you don't have to wait for something to happen to feel good about it. Just decide you want to feel good. Now, I know it's not always so cut clean and dry like this. I mean, we just, we all have gloomy days. We are human, but there's a lot to be said for getting excited. We think we've always been taught that emotions follow events, that there's something that makes us feel happy, that there's something that makes us feel excited. But we can do it in reverse. We can feel excited first for no reason at all because we have control over our feelings. Actors do this all the time. They have to feel happy. They have to feel sad. They have to laugh on demand. They have to cry on demand. They create their feelings. They create their emotions. And with our emotions, we create energy. Okay, the next tool, number five, the next tool for creating energy is active play. 15 minutes of active play can turn around your day. Wrestle with your kids, ride on a scooter, have a snowball fight with your bare hands, go for a quick nature walk, do some gymnastics, get down on the floor and spraddle out your legs, roll on your back. If you're really brave, stand on your head, balance on one leg, do some jumping jacks, jump on a trampoline, have a dance party, pull out your best moves, dig out that Roger Rabbit, dust off your running man, do the sprinkler, do your disco fingers. If you're feeling low energy, if your family is low energy, people around you are low energy, start having a tickle war. This works so great with kids when they are grouchy or sassing back. You just start to tickle them and they're going to be mad about it, but they are going to get laughing and it's very hard to be mad and laugh at the same time. Also a great tip when things get tense with your spouse, pull out the tickle fingers. 
They're going to hate it. They're going to be mad at first, but it's so hard to stay mad when you're laughing. That just made me think of a big tool that's not on this list. Laughter. Is there anything more energy creating than laughter? Pixar did an entire movie about it, Monsters, Inc. So maybe we'll add a bonus number eight here. Laughter. Laughing. That's good energy, isn't it? We, we all love to laugh. It feels so good to get laughing. So there you go. A bonus one just snuck in there. Okay, but the one we finished was active play. 15 minutes of active play. Number six, food. Food is fuel. Our body relies on food to turn into energy. The standard diet of an American right now is so messed up. Our food has way too much sugar, too many chemicals and preservatives. It's overly processed, artificial colors. In general, we eat way too much meat. And it shows we suffer from sugar crashes, from caffeine crashes. Our bodies are designed to turn fruits and vegetables into fuel. So a lot of our low energy can be caused by what we are putting into our mouths. And I'm definitely not going into depth here because we have some upcoming podcast episodes all about food. And I think you're going to love them. They are fantastic. Number seven, last but not least, is sleep. We have a built-in dormant period every day. For eight to nine hours, we are meant to shut down, to let our bodies relax and to turn our minds off. As a whole, we don't sleep enough and we wear it as kind of a badge of honor to deprive ourselves of sleep. When in truth, going without sleep lowers our overall fruit production. The quality of our 15 to 16 hours of awake time is determined by the quality of those eight to nine hours of rest time. So the summary of this podcast message is, you don't have to feel tired. Being tired is not a sentence forced upon you by stingy energy fairies. Energy can be created. You are the master of your energy levels. It is your job to monitor your energy levels. Listen to your body. Listen to when your body is sending you a message that it is a recharge time, that you need to hold back, conserve, fuel up again, and do yourself a favor by engaging in things that produce energy, that create energy so that you have the power and the fuel to do the amazing things you want to in life. And I hope some of the things we've talked about today have given you ideas and maybe you're even already feeling energized just having gained a new aha, a new perspective that you can build energy through accomplishment, through celebration, body language, emotion, active play, laughter, food, and sleep. Energy is awesome and it's all around us. How you feel is up to you. You've got this. This is Malia Warner. I wish you a happy and energizing week. 
And you know what gives you energy? Doing nice things for people. So do something nice right now and leave a review for this podcast. I'll meet you back here next week for another great episode of The Power Podcast. Until then, bye-bye, friends.